0: Welcome to my podcast nourishment. Today's episode will be season 1, episode 6. And today we'll be discussing about, you know, bloggers or blog in general. And if this is the p- episode for you guys, well, you know, being a this is um we're going to talk about blogging and why blogging is the new thing now instead of reading newspapers and magazines and stuff you know so today's my lovely guest I have today is Malak so hi Malak welcome to my show
1: hey North, how are you thank you so much for having me
0: oh thank you for like having the time and to you know have your time scheduled to be in this presence of having this interview with me. I mean, I've been like really, really eager like to have an awesome conversation with you.
1: Yeah, sure. I mean, the pleasure is all mine and I'm really excited for, for this and thank you for, for having me again in your show.
0: Oh, thank you. So, Mela, can you tell us about who you are and tell us about a bit about yourself?
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, okay, so uh, where do I start? Uh, my name is Marak Taye. I'm 27. Uh, I'm an environmental policy master's graduate. Uh, I also have an undergrad in chemical engineering, uh, but uh, I like to call myself uh, a blogger. I've been writing for over four years and it has been quite uh, a journey. So, you
0: are now living in Paris right now, am I correct?
1: Yes, uh, I forgot to mention that. Uh, I did my master's in uh, Paris, uh, France, and I graduated last year, and I've been working ever since. Wow.
0: So, what's your experience living in Paris in general?
1: Uh, It's been quite... um, Interesting, I would call it interesting. I didn't have any expectations when I first came here, Mm -hmm. Uh, but uh, I think it was good that I didn't have any expectations because it was not my first destination. So I came here knowing nothing about this country and I didn't really do a lot of uh, research or like uh, find people or whatever. No, I just came here and basically started from scratch. Mm-hmm. To uh, understand how life is and everything, but uh, but it has been uh, very rewarding, challenging, and uh, incredible.
0: I mean, that's that's just how it is when you move to different countries and new, you know, experience and the culture shock itself and everything. You have to like deal with the challenges, you know, because if you can't deal with the challenges, you can't, you don't know how to deal with it yourself, you know.
1: Exactly, yeah, indeed.
0: So, you know, today we're going to be discussing about blogging and the reason I decided I want to interview you because I was so invested with your blog and I was like, I've never seen this person before who's like a Libyan blogger, like majority of Libyan bloggers out there are usually in Arabic or they just do cooking, you know, recipes and stuff. And I was like, I need. I was like searching someone who's like, who was something out of something out of the box, I guess so like you said you've been blogging for four years what made you go what made you first got involved in blogging what what how did it start
1: uh okay i don't know if it's a long story or oh go ahead story? we have all the time meet all the time yeah. ahead you okay. can show okay. Me whatever <laughs> okay uh, so for me before even uh you know, knowing what blogging is or, you know, how people blog. I've always uh, loved Mm -hmm. writing. I've always admired uh, writers, especially in English. Uh, Mm -hmm. So ever since I was young, I think middle school or high school, I was, um, you know, I was always involved in uh, writing my own diaries or writing random thoughts. Mm -hmm. So at that I always had the idea of wow like how can someone write in English and I was amazed by how the sentences are put together so I dropped that idea off for uh, for so long when I got uh, into university yeah I didn't really think about it uh, and then in 2016 uh, I started to get involved again by writing on my own. I didn't share anything online, you know, like not on Facebook or, or like thoughts on Twitter or whatever. I didn't do anything. I just did it uh, for myself. And I was reading a lot of historical stuff. Mm-hmm. So I uh, have a friend. Yeah. Her name is uh, Khadija Ramadi. And mm-hmm. uh, we've been talking at that time. And in 2017, she was like, how about you start a blog? And I was like, oh my God, Why would I? I mean, (laughs) what a question. (laughs) So she was like, just I was like, at that time when she when she suggested that, I was kind of scared because I had like a lot of questions. Like, what would I blog about? What if I stop? What if it's not good enough? Like all these uh, questions. Yeah, that someone would have when you start something new for the first time so she was yeah. like just start and then you will figure things out mm-hmm. and at that time I already uh have my old blog which is not my website now mm-hmm. but my my blog the one that I used before on uh, on blogger yeah I had that since 2011 or 12 okay but, uh but I didn't write on a continuous um Pace. I was just uh, I told you like I maybe I write one or two very short pieces and I then let them for a whole year or three years and then get back and write like express myself just for me I didn't really think if someone would read anything especially that I was not uh, I was not um, you know like I didn't have a pace uh, as I did since I started so she was like just start so at that time i was like you know what i'm just gonna start and see how it goes i didn't really know what blogging is even when i started i didn't really have any idea i was just uh trying and writing and you know just seeing where it's going yeah so um so yeah i i got back i didn't really start but i got back to my old uh to my old blog yeah the platform that I abandoned for years I mean the <laughs> last thing I I remember that I wrote maybe two things in 2012 yeah and then I left it and then I wrote one thing in 2014 and then I left it and so, then I so yeah.
0: when you left it like was it just because you didn't have any creative ideas or is it just because you felt like I'm just gonna do something a bit little bit here by there and probably
1: some people could read it is, is it something that no 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 it wasn't the idea for me I treated uh, the platform uh, during that time or ever since I uh, signed up yeah and created the blog mm-hmm. it was mainly um, a platform to try to write yeah and the things I published they were only like maybe a paragraph long and that was mm-hmm. it and for me it was like just you know, maybe expressing an idea or two and publishing them. And I didn't really think if if someone is going to read it or if it's going to have an impact, you know, I treated that as if if it was a notebook, Mm -hmm. but I literally didn't write anything.
0: Wow. So like, cause you growing up, you grew up in Libya and did you go to an English school or you went to an Arabic school at the time? Well,
1: I, uh, I grew up in Libya. Yeah. Uh, my family is in Tripoli and, uh, I was born and raised in Tripoli My whole and, you know, lived my whole life until I left Yeah. Uh, in Tripoli. Uh, and I stayed in a private school with an English system. Oh, so I was studying, that explains uh, it. Okay. I, yeah I uh I studied like two uh, curriculums uh an international one and the Libyan one mm-hmm. so uh so I, and I studied in that school basically since uh primary school until high school mm-hmm. so it was my home away from home I spent my whole time uh in school with my friends and studying yeah. or having like uh you know after school activities and so mm-hmm. on so um so, so yeah, I, it was, you know, like when, when my friend suggested that I start and I just do it, I started in April, 2017. Mm-hmm. And for me, as I told you, I didn't have a definition. I didn't know what blogging was. Uh, I just started and I wanted to see where it was going. So it was like trial and error kind of process. So it's just like a,
0: it's like those, it's like a pilot when you watch those, you know, series episodes. You know, they have a pilot. So it was the, it was that phrase for you. Am I correct?
1: Yeah, I, I can, I can use this, uh, this phrase to describe it. For me, I just wanted to start, and as I told you, like I've always wanted to, uh, to, to write and form sentences, and Mm -hmm. you know, like turn them into something that touches people and uh that they would resonate with Mm -hmm. so um so when I started I just wanted to start and see where it was going and uh and test basically it was uh, a test to find my style and what I want to uh to write about because I didn't have a plan I wasn't the type like oh in this year I'm gonna publish this and this or in this month it wasn't it was it was so spontaneous, but uh, I'm glad that I listened to uh, my friend's uh, advice.
0: Wow, that advice, that changes everything, you know, because um, like, like with me, for for example, this podcast, um, it, I never had an idea to do a podcast. I think a friend of mine, she suggested me to do a podcast because the way I talk, she's like, you're such a talker. You, could, you just talk randomly, whatever. And I go nah i just don't have the confidence to talk to people like in general but i am a, i am social but i just have that fear at the same time of people who mm. judge me like the way i talk or pe- or something she said no 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 just go ahead and i was like okay if you want me to do a podcast give me a you know a name and i was yeah. like i was so bad at searching names about some about you know for a podcast and she's like you know why don't you just name yourself nourishment? And I was like, you know what? Okay, nourishment it is. You know. Um,
1: I, I really, really love the the name of the podcast. By the way, it's it's very unique.
0: Oh, thank you. Oh, thank you. Um, thank you. So that that means a lot. Thank you. Um, like like you said, you like my name of nourishment. I do like the name of your blog, which is called Libyan Wanderer. Um, what yeah. does that mean? What did, what made you
1: what does that mean to you? To me, uh, I think it represents uh, me and who I am. I feel that uh, I am a Libyan wanderer. I'm someone uh, who is uh, basically wandering in this life mm-hmm. to uh, to find answers and uh, to find inspiration and uh, to connect. Uh, in in a unique way with people and to make memories so I think like all of these uh, can be summed up in, in, in the name of the of the of the blog the being mm-hmm. wonder and uh, I think it represents what I'm doing uh, through uh, the articles um, uh, I'm sharing
0: Okay yeah I, I see that because when I was like reading your blogs because I was so interested it's like this is so different because it's about like you said you're talking about history and the the aspects of the Libyan culture and everything and it made me feel interested in the Libyan culture again because when I was like you know going back and visiting Libya I wasn't like very invested as much with the Libyan culture but after reading your blogs and everything it makes me like we go back to it, it's like oh this is the traditions and this is how it is and this is what it is because you know um in libya is not represented as much i guess you just like oh you're libyan you have family and that's it, you know but you bought it out of the spectrum where you bought you bought that well there's more than that there's the history there's the culture. there's the food there's this and there's that and the Part, you know different entertaining like the artists and podcasts and everything so you mixed it all up together like what's in what's in Libya and that makes me feel like this
1: is how it should be because you want to be invested to it exactly yeah and my old uh, blog uh, the name was uh, my life as a human and as a Libyan so I think they kind of uh, share many similarities and when I changed it um to the current website that i have now i wanted to um, keep the meanings uh, all together and um, to keep it representative of uh, me as a person and what i want to do through the platform and what i'm sharing so
0: yeah and what you're sharing is just really really phenomenal and especially for myself like i don't i mean i can read arabic and everything but i just I'm not fluent on it, but thank God you write it in English, and feels like oh now I can understand the whole thing, you know.
1: <laughs> thank you. I'm really glad. I mean, this is what I what I really want to uh, convey from from the articles. I want Libyans to read it and enjoy it, and you know, to uh, connect back with, mm-hmm. with some stories, and yeah. also for foreigners to to know uh, more about Libya. You know, the politics and yeah. the economy and all of that.
0: Yeah, because I was wondering about that because when I was like in the UK back home, um, you know, because I, you know, I was the only Arab in my school and stuff and people would ask me where I was from. And I was like, Libya. And they're like, where's Libya? And they're like, North Africa. And the first thing in my their mind is the is Gaddafi at the time, you know, um, and um, they just didn't know about the culture. It was they didn't know about the food. They didn't know about the Mediterranean Sea. They didn't know about anything. Everything. Is Gaddafi or the oil? That's it. There exactly. Is, beyond that, that. that's
1: it. Exactly. And this is what I what what I hope that I can uh, change or maybe uh, let those who read mm-hmm. know that there is more to Libya than uh, the former regime or the the oil, you know, wealth or whatever yeah. uh, that is linked to the economy or the the you know complex politics i think um people must know that there is more to libya than than that
0: exactly there's
1: more to it because there's like the liptis
0: magna there's the historic history historical things out there the old exactly the old yeah the historical
1: sites and you know like as you said the food uh, our traditions uh, there are amazing people in our country and uh, i think uh, you know people must know um uh, what's more than the than you know than politics and all of that
0: exactly I definitely g- agree with you with that so has like right now we're talking about blogging um you what's your favorite part of blogging like what's your favorite part like is it finding the creative idea to it or is it something you look around you found something he's like oh I'm gonna write something about it or is it just when you're very thinking I'm going to just do write something that is very spontaneous
1: uh, okay so when I usually write mm-hmm. um before when I first started uh honestly um sometimes I would uh write ahead uh, you know the ideas yes like keywords and stuff I remember that there was one time that I was I think asleep and I remembered a word and mm-hmm. I woke up and I wrote it down so I don't forget it. Yeah. So when I wake up in the morning, I would uh, see the keyword and remember that I will write about this um, topic. But I think with practice, um, uh, it's easier because um, I basically I get inspired by anything. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'm, I'm out. Yeah. Uh, let's say if, um, if I'm talking about the, the last three years here in, in France, if I'm, uh, if I'm, if I was uh, in the metro, I would, I don't know, maybe remember something yeah. and uh, write a note uh, keep a note uh, on my phone and then write about the topic mm-hmm. or, uh, or like, uh, especially when I started the interviews, uh, sometimes I just, you know, I just like see someone or, or something. And then I remember, oh, maybe I should find someone who does this or maybe I should uh, write about this topic so Mm -hmm. I think it's it's not really planned Uh, it depends on it depends you know on the spot so it depends what you're interested
0: about like you're something invested to it and you want to write about it
1: Mm, not really because sometimes Mm -hmm. it's not really linked to me sometimes I really even uh, observe what people Mm-hmm. what people you know talk about sometimes it just sometimes I get inspired by or by some by a post on Facebook like a random post on Facebook I can get inspired by and I remember oh maybe I should write about this topic or maybe I should find more about this uh, or maybe I tweet so it's 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 not as I told you it's not planned so you it's more like a research phase like
0: sort of in yeah that space. okay yeah I get the idea yeah. I get it okay that's fascinating um but so right now you're working so I'm guessing you're not a full-time blogger you just blog when you have the time am I correct
1: uh I would still call myself even even though I'm working and I have I think more responsibilities uh now but mm-hmm. I still call myself a full-time blogger because okay uh, I don't um, I don't publish every once in a while. No, I, I publish a lot. I mean, when I first started, uh, I remember that I published. At that time, I was still new mm-hmm. and I was still adjusting. Yeah. So um, so I remember that maybe I I would publish two, maximum three times a month. But as I would, you know, with practice, you get used to it and you you lose kind of sense uh with how much you write and mm-hmm. now um maybe now i i can publish up to six to eight articles a month oh that's very really, good and yeah and i don't really uh feel the the pressure but i would call myself a full-time blogger because i i still do it hand in hand with with working and all the other responsibilities usually you know like especially for the past year or so yeah i would write at night mostly and then uh, make like final edits before i publish on the publishing day
0: oh okay so you do have a timing schedule when you want to publish out there because some people would just publish out of the blue you know but you at least you have a schedule when you want yeah to like
1: uh, i yeah like i would say maybe like, i would say for example like i would publish today and then uh, maybe by the end of this week or next week so like i i do have uh, uh, you know a mindset of Mm -hmm. yeah
0: okay okay that's that's very that's uh that's really really fascinating because I like I love when I love to hear people's ways how they like to research things and how they set themselves a schedule for putting out something there because I want to because it deals like time management you know because I'm I'm very um out of the blue person so I just Mm -hmm. do it I don't have a schedule. I'll just do it on whatever I'm free. So, but it's fascinating. Yeah. You have a schedule, so which is which is really good. And I should be actually, you know, I need to have a time schedule for myself. But thank you for telling me that because <laughs> it'd be awesome. It kind of motivates me to have some time management, I guess.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's, I think it's all about um, it's all about management, and mm-hmm. uh, and I told you like yeah, although my schedule has been super tight yeah uh, and sometimes it's just uh crazy but but i make sure that i i have time to write like whenever sometimes sometimes i write uh, on my way home i just write uh, on wow. in my it, notes yeah. like write as long as i'm you know inspired i would just write mm-hmm. because um it, ta- it, it takes me like an hour uh or hour hour and a half to get home so oh, long is a long uh, route yeah, a long is. route yeah so when I if I if I was feeling inspired I would draft even like a short um paragraph or whatever to uh to start but yeah it's all about management I guess oh
0: I get it I get it which is good I should have I should be starting to have time management especially when I got married it's just like you need to have a schedule but I just don't have I don't have the energy I guess because age just hit me very hard and like I just don't have the energy
1: (laughs) and I know like sometimes with the responsibilities and everything it can you know sometimes you feel like you can do uh too much and sometimes you feel like oh I just don't feel like it or uh you would rather maybe focus on on other stuff so it's quite uh understandable
0: yeah I think with me I'm I like to be I, I I do like to plan I do do plan but when something's not worked out it's always going to be spontaneous because like like it's like there's this quote they say um plans are the best things
1: than plans so true True, yeah i agree on this Uh, sometimes you just uh, have to let it loose and Mm -hmm. you know go with the flow
0: exactly go with the flow so, would you describe me your blogging style? Because I saw the website and I love the style, the the font of it, and everything on it. So, what can
1: you describe to us? What's your style in blogging? Mm, what do you mean exactly? Like the style in general? Is it the style
0: the... in general the way you put your blog out? So, like, um,
1: mm-hmm. okay. there's so many tabs to it. Like, there's, there's a
0: you know home interviews contact us here and there yeah
1: okay yeah okay so uh, so since I uh, moved I, I call it a move it's like moving from one place to another mm-hmm. since I moved from my old blog to my mm-hmm. current website which is Livian Wonder yeah when we did the designing I did that uh, with a with a friend of mine I wanted to keep everything uh, easy and uh also uh, interesting to move around mm-hmm. so for the home page i wanted to uh it's like welcoming uh readers uh mm-hmm. first mm-hmm. by having like a short description of the website and um you know what i'm what i'm doing uh in this platform. And then there's also, um, articles. So what I had in mind at that time, instead of having all articles, uh laid, yeah. uh, you know, on top of each other, I mm-hmm. wanted to have categories that yes. represents the overall theme of, uh, of the articles that I write or the website in general. So, uh, I think as some people uh, or those who read, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the themes that I want to keep and I highlight, yeah, uh, identity and culture, uh, also Libya's history, the articles mm-hmm. that I uh, wrote about Libya's history, also interviews, since interviewing is something I started since 2019, so it has been quite uh, dense, I guess, and also general articles, so for general, I wanted to keep this as my own space. So in this uh, section, I usually uh, write uh, general articles that are not necessarily linked to uh, uh, history or culture Mm -hmm. or even interviews. It's mainly uh, my personal experiences um, and um, thoughts, in a sense. And I also um, wanted to add the contribution section. So in Mm -hmm. this section, I. I shared the uh, articles I contributed to other platforms and also the contact me section where Mm -hmm. uh, anyone can reach out. Do
0: you do do, um, newsletters as well on your blog or hopefully- Not yet,
1: but uh, it's soon. It's something that uh, actually I've been discussing with my friend so -hmm. we can uh, implement it, but but not yet. I just need more time to to work on it and see how it's going to be. But I want to- to do it hopefully uh within the next uh, uh months like two months or so
0: so your website is it from a website like wordpress or anything else or is it you did everything on your own like from scratch
1: it was not from wordpress no it was from scratch Oh, okay uh so yeah but it was uh, mainly through um uh, uh, help of a, of a friend who actually makes the so the a friend of yours that makes these
0: websites like from scratch yeah. like website from scratch homemade
1: <laughs> exactly yeah like he put it uh all together we worked together for, mm-hmm. for maybe I don't know a month or so to just um uh, like lay out the whole uh, theme and what it what it looks like and everything and all the you know like the domain domain and, yeah yeah and everything so so yeah it took us like I think a month or so to to put everything together but but yeah
0: do you get your domain from GoDaddy there's a domain there's so many domains
1: you buy from so there's goDaddy there's another one I forgot no I I, rem- I got the domain from uh, a Libyan company oh called okay BitSpider, so okay. I got yeah I got that from from that company, so.
0: Okay, so because usually domains, you pay a, a year. Usually, they.
1: Yeah, this is yeah. This is the thing. I uh, paid for a year, and it's you know yearly, so it's a yearly I have to renew thing, yeah. it uh, by the end of of uh, the subscription period. Mm-hmm.
0: So when you when you do your website
1: do you put google ads as well like adsense onto it or because sometimes well are- yeah even yeah even with google ads i want to add them but uh but not yet because for me it's like the first year uh and it's not still my, my full uh year on this uh on my website mm-hmm. so i wanted to i'm still like in the testing phase where i just want to see the overall interaction mm-hmm. and also my uh my activity on it because i think it's it's a whole different uh, experience for me mm-hmm. uh, on the website. So I'm still uh, adjusting with this space Yeah. and observing, uh, you know, the activity and the performance basically of, of the site. And then I want to implement further things in like Google ads or, mm-hmm. or, or to have a newsletter, but, but it's going to take um, a bit, maybe by the end of this year, but I'm just still in the testing phase
0: it's just a testing phase because sometimes when you want to put something out there you really don't know it will work because you just want you want to see how many people are interacting looking at your website and seeing how many clicks because they usually go with the clicks usually with the clicks and the word yeah with the
1: everything. views yeah and everything yeah i get i get what you mean which is
0: um completely sense um So I do have another thing to ask. How do you keep coming up with the materials and content for your
1: blog? Uh, Okay, Uh, this is a a really interesting question. I know. Uh, (laughs) Like writing up Uh, these questions, like trust,
0: I am not a writer, okay, but I like to do because I have a blog of my own, but it's just a, a blog that I like to create on my own terms. But I'm not a writer, so I just have to figure out what our bloggers are into. So I'm just trying to figure out what questions to and to, you know, put out yeah. there.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a, it's a really good uh, good question. Okay, so with the with the materials. So as I told you in the beginning, I was um, I was more uh, testing what kind of style I would adopt because I didn't really yeah. plan on interviewing people or even to write about Libya's history or even culture mm-hmm. it just happened so when I knew that I'm going to focus on the historical aspect of Libya and then the interviews happened two years ago yeah uh, I, I felt that okay now I know the general notion of of the topics that I want to cover mm-hmm. uh, for Libya's history basically. Uh, I mean I love history I mean I've always loved history since I was young history was my favorite subject in school and I've always like and I remember like when we would go to the museum when I was young mm-hmm.
0: uh,
1: I was always like fascinated by by like everything uh, portrayed in the museum and I would like ask questions and so on so uh, when it comes to the historical aspect it, it's more of uh, my personal uh, my personal interest slash questions, like I would read something and then I remember, okay, how did this happen or why, mm-hmm. uh, you know, like at, in which year and what and so on. So like it's more about uh, my personal curiosity when yes. it comes to Libya's history, mm-hmm. but when it comes to like traditions, it's you know like I think I just uh, brainstorm. So like I would, I remember that um, I wrote uh, before about uh, Libya's tea ritual. Okay. Shai'ala. So okay. that that was basically inspired by uh, a family uh, gathering. I went. I was with my with I was with my family at my mm-hmm. grandparents. Yeah. And we were having uh, Shahi Ala. So from that setting, we were just you know enjoying our time. I was like, oh maybe I should write about this. And then I did. So, uh, so yeah. And with the interviews, it's I don't know. It's um, I think it's 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 different. But yeah. this is the yeah. But this is the general. I think uh, how you gathered. I, yeah, how I gather the, the material. Sometimes I get inspired uh, by something, or or sometimes a word can inspire me to come up with 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 a topic. But when yeah. it comes to Libya's history. It's more from my own research. When I read books, for example, or when I watch a movie or, uh, or when I see an old picture, this is how I get inspired. Mm-hmm. And I try to uh, answer the questions I'm, I'm curious about. Mm-hmm.
0: Like these questions that you want to find the answer when you write. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, indeed completely you know because sometimes when you write as a blogger or even even in studying as well when you write a thesis or dissertations you write the questions but exactly you the, find the, you a know, research.
1: Yeah, the research questions so it yeah. starts from
0: a question exactly so you have to research it yourself and find ways of like putting it on your own like you read it you read the you know the term and the 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 the, the term of it and then you find ways of putting it on your own words like you write it with your own words the way you want to exactly yeah it, to make it yeah.
1: to make it like more into a story mm-hmm. uh, yeah to have this uh, uh emotional maybe aspect but not too uh, detailed or boring
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know when you tell me
0: when you were telling me now you love history and i do have a question which topics um sorry, which topics do you write about the most? I know we talked about history and Libyan culture, but is there more to
1: that as well? Mm, I think when it comes to Libya's history, my, I think my first, or still is basically, the topic that I I want to know more about is related to Libya's uh, Jews. Mm -hmm. So, and this is, I think it was the beginning. Mm-hmm. Of uh, of why I wanted to write about Libya's history. Back in 2016, mm-hmm. I knew that Libya had Jews, but they don't exist anymore. And from then, I I just wanted to to find to find out answers and to look for people and to find stories. So I think the beginning, mainly when it comes to Libya's history, yeah, my specific scope would be uh, Libya's Jews, mm-hmm. but but also, or I think I would put it like that, anything related to Libya before 1969. So whatever mm-hmm. happened before 1969, yeah. for me, it is actually what I want to find out um, answers about.
0: Libyan
1: Jews. Yeah, if I would be specific, I would say Libya's uh, Jews, but, but I think it's best when it comes to Libya's history, anything before 1969. And mm-hmm. when we say anything before 1969, it means that uh, it includes uh, Jews as well. So for me, it's mainly anything before that um, that time. So we're talking about Libyan Jews.
0: Um, I was listening to the podcast. Do you know this guy called d De- Di He does an Arabic yeah, yeah, podcast? Yeah, yeah. yeah yeah um he interviewed a woman from new york because i was listening to this past and she is actually a libyan jew and she decided to come into the podcast and discussing her traditions that she came from her family's from libya but they're jewish and i think you should look her up like i'll send you
1: her instagram yeah uh i i yeah i don't have it but i've heard about uh, that period uh, that episode from from people i know um i think it's called karen el karen el geek yeah someone someone actually uh said the same to me he was like you need to uh reach out to her as well yeah that's what i was so, suggesting as well because if you want to talk about in
0: depth of libyan jews i feel like you should like ask an interview and what how she still feels that she's still Libyan because she said I'm still considered Libyan that's where my heritage is from and I think you should go ahead and interview her.
1: Yeah I mean uh, uh, I told you like uh, other people told me the same and since you again mentioned her I think um, I need to look her up. But yeah, if, if you can send me her... Um, I'll send she, you, like, I, after the show,
0: I'll just send you yeah. on WhatsApp and I'll send you what sure, to, you know, You know, at least you have an idea. Because you were, like, saying, I want to see more in-depth of Libyan Jews. And, you know, talking about Libyan Jews, people are not still not educated about it still, I guess. Oh and- yeah. And I already
1: faced some problems uh, with that. Uh, mm-hmm. I got some comments like, uh, you shouldn't write about them you don't mm-hmm. want to remember them and so on but you know you cannot uh well, you can. you cannot you ignore can. or erase history they were there and uh, exactly they we were have there to yeah you yeah, we'll yeah, yeah. know uh, about them
0: exactly because do you want to you know it's trying to educate yourself and i and people feel that like because of the word Jew, people think Jewish, and like, it's not. It's just a religion. It's nothing to do with you know the exactly
1: whole... yeah yeah with like Zionism and so on. People exactly don't understand the difference between uh, Judaism and Zionism, and yeah, uh, it's gonna take them some time, I guess, to understand that. But but for me, it's they existed in Libya yes. for so long, and mm-hmm. uh, and we need to know uh, more.
0: More in depth to it. Yeah. Cause you educate yourself more because after hearing her story and like what in hearing about it, I followed her and I'm so interested in her, you know, stuff. And it's, it's interesting because you just feel that, you know, there's more out there. There's not only there's one thing, one certain area, like you can't, you want to forget about it. You can't forget about the past. Like you said, you like history. We have to learn from the past and how we can you know relate it to the future and people like this is how it was and this is how it is and that's it
1: exactly yeah i totally agree
0: okay so we've done that um so has now we're going to talk about a little bit a bit negative so when you write as a blogger when you began blogging what is the big mistake you think a beginning blogger should avoid
1: Mm, okay this, this is, is from your uh,
0: everyone's experience is very different yeah. but I want to see it from your point of view
1: okay I think in the beginning um uh, uh I think the mistake usually when it comes to uh a blogging in the beginning that uh people uh over um I wouldn't say overthink but they would think over plan mm-hmm. and uh, and they would say oh I'm gonna uh, publish this number of articles this month and for example if they don't reach the target they start for themselves because life mm-hmm. happens basically yeah they would just uh stop and not continue writing so I think the first thing is not to overplan plan mm-hmm. uh, or or overachieve, I guess, because uh, I think it's best to start and publish whenever you can. It's yeah. not a race. It's uh, it's not. Uh, it, it, there is no, uh, you know, specific mold that uh, bloggers use or follow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Personal experience and uh, just go with the flow, I guess. It's so This is fun. one of yeah, well, yeah, one of the things I think many bloggers make and they stop early it's like what
0: you said basically is like the word you know the phase they say that it's quality over quantity it doesn't matter how much you have it's just the quality that matters
1: exactly and uh, sometimes uh also uh i think because uh writing is not random before i started or even th- when i started the blog during that time i was taking uh, online courses mm-hmm. On writing on creative writing on editing so even that is important and you have to keep it in mind that when you're going to write you have to edit and you have to um, to bring it bring it in the best way possible but at the same time you need to know that you will make mistakes and it's okay just mm-hmm. embrace the mistakes that you're going to make
0: yeah, because you get anybody will make mistakes anywhere like for example your first time in the job or
1: your training exactly yeah like it's yeah. uh yeah you're still new so as a, I think it's you know the over uh the overachieving aspect mm-hmm. or over planning that um makes so many vloggers uh, stop early
0: yeah because you're worried not a lot of people are into it I guess
1: yeah because as you described it I think like they want to make it perfect and once they don't follow whatever they set for themselves they just abandon it and it's not that it's more about the quality of your work and what you bring and not the number of articles you share yeah exactly
0: um so when you this is like your you know beginner has a blogger but After you know getting better at it what is your biggest strength as a writer when you start like improving yourself?
1: Uh, You mean after uh, this long? Yes. I think my biggest strength is that now editing doesn't uh, take a long time unless uh, it's an interview it would take some time but I think I, um, I have now a pace in editing. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I'm faster. Yeah. This is something that I wasn't l- like that when I first started. I can publish many articles and draft uh, articles beforehand. So I think my biggest strength is that I manage the articles way better now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I am fast. You're faster. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm faster now. Like I can type uh, faster than before and I can also edit faster than than before.
0: So even though you started to write faster, I bet there were some challenges on the way. So what's the most challenging moment on your blog content development process? What was the most challenging? Was it finding a person, like you have someone to Mm -hmm. do your website for you or is it something that... um, still finding ideas that
1: you want to find to put on your blog like what Uh, is your
0: challenges really
1: well I think um, sometimes or the challenges that I remember Mm -hmm. is uh, having a you know creative writing block Mm -hmm. when I run out of ideas and and I and still I don't feel for example motivated to write anything Mm-hmm. it's I think it's a, it's a challenge because yeah. I had times where I don't really for example like don't write anything for a month mm-hmm. or a month and a half and it's considered a long time for a blogger to stop this yes. long but because of you know the creative writing block where I run out of ideas I'm too tired to even, Uh, draft anything so Mm -hmm. this is uh, a biggest challenge and it uh, you know I during that time I question you know the whole process and if I want uh, to continue and Mm -hmm. then I just get inspired and get back at it but uh, but what I learned is that it's best to embrace that phase yeah and take it as it is and once it's done it will be over you know it's not going to last forever true so, nothing yeah.
0: lasts forever things are very everything's is temporary wherever you are in the world true i don't because i don't because people say everything some things are t- you know permanent but there are times that not really you know because everything's permanent in life to be honest this is just me personally how i see things in the
1: world yeah, yeah exactly so i think it's you know it's best to uh, to embrace things as they are and mm-hmm. And this is how life is. So,
0: you know, now you're doing the, ch- now you have your strengths and your, you know, you know, sim- small mistakes and your challenging moments. Now we're going to look on to the keywords. So when you're writing up a blog, can you explain to me the use of keywords and link when you're writing a certain ar- article?
1: Okay, so uh, this is something uh... New to me, I guess, because mm-hmm. um, it's something that I started to uh, to actually uh, learn about um, this year. Mm-hmm. So in blogging, when especially when you have uh, like when you have a website, even on a blog, I think it's the same. Yeah, but you know, on a um, on a ready platform mm-hmm. like Blogger or WordPress, I think the the platform does it for you. Mm-hmm. So they take uh, a lot of stuff off your shoulder and uh, and you will be easy to find. And this is something I can notice now. But anyway, when it comes to keywords, it is important because uh, keywords help uh, people, especially those using Google. When, mm-hmm. you use Google when, when they type a specific keyword, they will yeah. get, uh, you know, like, millions of results Yes, and if you uh follow um you know a specific strategy where you use a lot of you know the most used words in on your uh in this article for example I write something about Libya and Mm -hmm. the most used uh word for example is Libya so I put that as a keyword and when someone uh types Libya on Google they will get my website as one of the results so in a sense the keywords help uh, uh, people who search uh, using google to uh, to have access to my website
0: Mm -hmm. through
1: the search engine so Mm -hmm. it makes it uh, easier for people to find me in a sense
0: which is which is the you know that's where people has bloggers they use a lot of google search and adsense words because that's where their income based on exactly
1: yeah yeah Yeah, because it's mainly related to seo strategy yes which is you know the yeah the search engine optimization so keywords is one of them you have to use uh, keywords that would make uh, people who look for a specific uh, term to find you and basically discover you or even uh, have access to your to your article or or site
0: Okay, so when talking about keywords, um, what is the best strategy to rank a higher on a search engine? So you said about Libya. Um, What is another strategy you want to say Libya and what? So people be more invested going to your website.
1: Okay, so for uh, the search engine optimization, there are uh, many things and not only the the keywords. For Mm -hmm. example, if you if you use uh, external or internal links, uh, those are helpful as well. But the keywords, I think, it depends on the article because I mm-hmm. wouldn't say uh, that I use the same keywords. Yeah, I don't. It depends mm-hmm. on on the topic, but it's best to use uh, keywords that are easy and uh, mostly used when it comes to the topic that. Uh, that you're that you're writing about because i don't think that you have to put a yeah uh, keyword uh, or term as a keyword and expect people to find it because you know they are most likely not going to use this term so use the words that are uh, mostly easy to find mm-hmm. or easy to use mm-hmm. by by people and um uh, and it makes it uh, easier, but I think it's, to keep it simple, like, don't use complicated words, Mm -hmm. uh, use terms that are, um, uh, that are frequently used And it's easy
0: easy to navigate as well.
1: Exactly, yeah.
0: Yeah, Um, so, for example, because when, for example, if I say, you know, magazines and newspaper interviews and stuff, because you said you do interviews, and, you know, I love reading people's Interviews. I like to read what are, what they want to talk about their project or their creativity, and that's one of my favorite pieces of your work. Like I've seen about you did about fifty, I think around fifty interviews. I, I didn't know. count
1: them, but I think it's, it. Yeah. I, I looked think, on I the know. tab.
0: I looked on the tab. It said fifty something. I remember fifty. So I was like, I don't know how she got well, fifty.
1: Well, Inshallah. I <laughs> because i didn't see the number and i'm like oh my god did i write 50 interviews it, i so. know I,
0: i'm so sorry but i saw it and i was just like that <laughs> that's quite a lot
1: oh no, thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I really didn't see how many interviews uh, i've written this far and i didn't expect them to be uh, 50 so I have to to check like the number is it really 50 or not when, when we well that's
0: how I saw the link so uh, <laughs> if anybody wants to comment I said no it's not 50 just tell me maybe I'm wrong but
1: <laughs> well, yeah no no if you saw it then it is because for me I don't I like because I write I I just don't see how many articles for example uh, I wrote in a specific category so I just lose sense of Oh, of,
0: fair enough fair enough it's like numbers. me it's like me when I do my podcast I don't hear everything what I say I just put it do my editing and that's it and
1: exactly like you just you know you just do it and you just sometimes forget but I remember last year for example I think I'm not sure maybe I I wrote over uh, or maybe a hundred or over a hundred uh, or maybe more I don't know but I think yeah the the articles the number of articles no it was it was 200 and something in the old wow. Lot. If wow. I, if I'm lot, yeah I think so and I didn't move them all here I moved maybe half of them big yeah you
0: just you just want to choose the one that you're interested in I guess
1: yeah like I just mm-hmm. wanted to keep the not only even the ones that I'm interested in but to have like the same uh, the over a general like I don't know uh, like you want to keep window. the mom-
0: you want to keep the momentum going just to keep it you know exactly. it's like having a graph you know like a graph like yeah you want to keep it on a study line
1: exactly yeah yeah this is what I uh this is yeah what I wanted to uh to do like I just wanted to um, to keep you know like a graph in a sense
0: hmm so like it's like we're we're going to talk about interviews like the way you find these people out there um like you're I just like I said your interviews are just really amazing how do you find these incredible content creators? <laughs> like how do you find them it's like me the way I found you I think it was a, just a blog I was reading and I end up searching yeah. your name and I end up adding you on Facebook sorry that sounds very creepy to do but
1: <laughs> no, it's not. No. We live in a in a, in a, in a in a time or a world where uh, everyone is kind of interlinked. So even when you added me for me, I was I was so uh, uh, open to it and you know it's you know it's a chance to to get to know someone new.
0: Exactly. You get to know someone new. So I was like, I'm really invested in her. So um, yeah, it's like it's like when I'm doing my research, I just look at the Instagram and see what they do and what they think. And then I just DM them. Can I do an interview with you? And because I have to say yes, and I have to write up the questions and I send it to them if they like the questions or not. And then, you know, the whole process is. But I don't know how is it different between you writing up an interview, but how do you find these creators though? Like, do you uh,
1: share work? Okay, so when it first started, honestly, I did not uh, think that I would actually, or it would turn like this. It, mm-hmm. For when I started in the beginning, mm-hmm. uh, it was mainly on a local level. Yeah, uh, at, like some, as you said, sometimes like they are. Uh, People that I follow, and majority of them are people that I don't know. Okay. But I follow their work. So um, in the beginning, I used like to highlight um, a number uh, of let's say digital artists, and I would highlight them in one piece. So like let's say five digital artists you need to know. Mm-hmm. So I would just look them up, or if I'm already following them, of course, I would uh, you know, leave uh leave them a private message, ask, ask them if I can. Uh, have like just a uh, few questions to ask them mm-hmm. and then uh, i get the answers some of them they send voice notes some of them they uh, type them but I it was at that time it was mainly like that mm-hmm. uh, but then but then uh, it changed a bit and i decided to highlight uh, you know people individually but mm-hmm. it's mainly really, uh, you know through uh, instagram or i would ask uh, people if they know someone for example if I found a specific name I don't know uh, you know if they have a page or anything mm-hmm. I would ask someone to connect me with that person so it's all over the place it can be through people or it can be through their um you know personal uh, pages or it can be through anything so as you said mm-hmm. it's, sometimes you're just looking um through an account and then you'll be like oh maybe I should interview this person and you reach out so it's kind of almost the same
0: yeah it's kind of also it's like like before we said it's researching it's always researching and finding that person's creativity you know it's always it is
1: yeah And, and you feel it I don't know for me I just feel that this story is special and it needs to be documented this is and how it, I feel. How I it feel. It's, it's be... not, yeah, it's not random. I don't, uh, honestly, I don't, I'm not random when it comes to choosing people. Mm-hmm. I just, even when I choose, I just feel that um, that they need to be highlighted and these, they deserve to be uh, documented because, um, you know, and for me, it's more than uh, when I started the interviewing process, I didn't want to to focus on repeated names or well-known personalities mm-hmm. uh, within the sphere I was looking uh, more in depth I wanted to find more creative people and mm-hmm. more deserving people to be highlighted so yeah even a feeling is connected to it
0: it's like um, because when I started my podcast I've always looked at um, smaller you know smaller creators than a bigger creator because I want their stories to be heard. I want to hear how they became what they are. And, and it's because, you know, because, you know, how mainstream works is always the popularity goes first. It's always that. But you don't see, like, smaller creators. They're trying to put their story out there, but they're not getting the content they needed to put it out there.
1: In a sense, I think so, yeah, because there are a lot of people who are... Um who are deserving to be highlighted and some people who are not highlighted enough their Mm-mm. work is quite incredible yes but they're not having uh, the let's say attention or focus enough uh, as much as those who already got the you know the let's say the attention or the coverage the appropriate coverage to to make them shine so i think uh, it's important to even dig deeper and find those who are actually working as hard mm-hmm. but they're not getting um getting you know enough uh, they're not coverage. getting
0: enough the attention at uh, the attention or the coverage they needed exactly because sometimes, yeah. because sometimes this is like this is their art like for example artists this is their job you know when you want to yeah, put it some people there.
1: work yeah some people work as full-time uh, artists and mm-hmm. uh, if we're speaking about libya there are so many uh, uh I think not only creative but smart people Mm -hmm. who do this for a living but still they're not getting enough uh, attention and they need to be uh, highlighted uh, and documented for me it's more of a documentation
0: yes I definitely agree on that for sure I definitely do I think it's and hopefully you know what it's not it's not everybody's cup of tea. Sometimes people, podcast is not for them, you know?
1: Exactly, yeah. And it's a matter of preference. But yeah. uh, overall, when it comes to the uh, articles uh, and interviews specifically, I, uh, with a focus on Libya, I try to find unique stories and, um, you know, uh, inspiring people to, to interview and write about it. And, you know, to keep them all in in one space.
0: In one space, exactly.
1: But now, since we're talking about, you know, your
0: content in general, your interviews, the way you put your content out there, do you have a favorite piece of content you have created? Is there a favorite one?
1: Uh, and if so, why? Okay. Mm, okay. I uh, yeah, I wrote a lot, but I think yeah, I have maybe a one or two. Yeah. Uh, I think when the interviewing uh, uh, journey got or, bi- or experience got bigger because it started very small two years mm-hmm. ago. Yeah. And now it grew to not only cover Libyans, but to cover non-Libyans mm. uh, and to reach out to uh, foreigners who are uh, linked to Libya or not necessarily linked, but their story is... Um, is different so I think two interviews if I can choose Mm -hmm. uh, are the interviews I did uh, last year but I published this year basically on the on the website but I did them uh, at the end of uh, 2020 so the Mm -hmm. first one was uh, with uh, a guy named Amaka okay he's Libyan and uh, he's an artist and his story is um, is incredibly inspiring. It's the first time that an interview uh, makes me cry, and wow. usually I don't. Yeah, it's it's this uh, it's this um, I think emotional and and profound and sincere. And when I had that interview, uh, I I realized that it is. Uh, maybe writing was my purpose in life mm-hmm. because it wasn't just to interview someone and write, and write about them it was changing for me as well and that interview for me was uh was a I think uh, a life-changing experience mm-hmm. So an interview with a total stranger mm-hmm. that lasted for two hours mm-hmm. but it was uh Very eye-opening, very enriching, and uh, it was an experience for me. It wasn't just, uh, you know, a conversation. And from that point, I realized that maybe this journey is is a lifetime journey, and it's maybe my purpose in life. Mm -hmm. Because when an interview added to me as much as I hope it added to the interviewee, Mm -hmm. I. I knew that uh, there is more into it. So this, that was uh, a story that I will that I will always be proud mm-hmm. of, of documenting. The, the oh, article yeah. is called um, "Get to Know the Story of a Human." All right, Amaka. people, you get to, you, you heard that? Repeat again, sweetheart. What is it? Get to know the story of a human, Amaka.
0: All right, because I will definitely put that in the description, people. So you better look it up.
1: <laughs> and also another one that i that i you know love and enjoy is um is an interview i had with a former uh, peace corps uh volunteer named okay. randy Hobler, and okay. uh it's um, the article is his story in libya back in 1968 because oh, he used wow. to be a teacher so um wow so yeah this is another uh i think uh, another highlight of of the interviews i had uh, that that story for me is uh, is like um uh, solving a puzzle because it started in 2019 and then it was started off by helping mr randy hobbler to uh, to find his students Aww. that he taught back in 1968 oh god and, uh, because he needed the names and to know what was happening with them because he was uh, publishing a book about his uh, experience in Libya at that time okay. so uh, for me it was it was another uh, Mr. Randy is like another door to history it's another story that we don't know as Libyans mm-hmm. and to get the chance to connect the dots together uh, yeah is very re- rewarding so for me that's another um, Interview that, or let's say, article that I wrote, which mm-hmm. which uh, added so much to me, and uh, and it was uh, it was you know quite I think moving as well. So so the what's his name again? So can you repeat his name? Randy Randy. Randy. Um, is he the? the article is is called it is very long but i you will have the link to it and it's 50 years later randy hopler former peace corps volunteer completes his story in libya 1968 wow is he american you, or is he british yeah yeah he is he is uh, uh he is american and uh, he volunteered with uh, the peace uh, corps uh, organization Mm -hmm. and he came to Libya in 1968 to teach yeah English and he stayed for one year and over 50 years later he was finishing his book and he wanted to know what happened to his uh, students the one he taught Mm -hmm. English they were in fifth grade and uh, I managed to help him to find uh, to find them and to know if some of them were alive or mm-hmm. if some passed away passed so away. it was yeah so it was quite you know a journey to, to find uh, his students and also to finish his book and to, to eventually have the interview with him
0: so it was it hard was it does it does it emotionally affected you as well it's like I'm searching for this person's student did that emotionally affected you it's like oh wow it
1: was it was like it was very very uh, emotional like just imagine over 50 years yeah you get to connect with a total stranger through a friend i have i had a friend in the us uh, and um, he connected me with mr randy to help him out mm-hmm. so imagine just having that opportunity to help him search For his students and to know what happened to them Mm -hmm. and uh, you know like it's another that's why I told you uh, earlier that I would say when it comes to the um, to the historical aspect of Libya I'm interested in anything before 1969 yeah so it's something that we don't know much about we only know bits and pieces but we deserve to look for answers and and as you earlier described, it's it's like a research. Mm-hmm. So it was another uh, link to Libya before 1969. And mm-hmm. it was very moving. That's why I told you, like, I feel these um, interviews, stories, I feel um, it's like um, a life journey. And it's yeah. not only just researching or looking for people it's there is more into it and it's adding and now it's adding more to me uh, than before so it's
0: adding the pieces that you're finding to represent the way you want to represent on your blog finding the ideas from the before before um 1969 and after 69 and you combine it
1: together the way yeah 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 that's uh, that's really nice uh, the way you put it together because I think it is <laughs> exactly I didn't really think about it this way but uh, but the way you described it now yes uh, it's completely perfect uh, mm-hmm. it is
0: is it because it's the combination of both because we grew up like me and you our parents grew up in an era where it was 1969 it was during you know Gaddafi's time and they have to follow a different education at the time and everything was just a different era but they didn't they didn't know much before 1969 do you know what i mean
1: exactly and for younger generations like mine and the generations after yes the former regime managed to brainwash of course uh, yeah our brains mm-hmm. no- know anything about uh Libya before 1969 and we only got to know about Amar al-Mukhtar and that was it and the Italian think- colonization but we don't know much I think it was
0: Amar mukhtar and there was the monarchy it was the Sunusi, Sunusi? yeah we yeah, know that's all yeah, yeah, I know we only
1: know you know there was a kingdom uh, the Italian colonization Amar yeah. and that was it and yeah we didn't know much there are stories there are uh you know there are memories Mm -hmm. made so I think we deserve to know more and um this is what I'm trying to do
0: do you know when you talk about that do you think in Libyan education do you think they should put that in the history books
1: uh which one
0: talking about you know things before 1969
1: yeah indeed I uh I mean young uh young students must know more about uh, you know that time and how life was from mm-hmm. many aspects and not only the the, the political aspect from the social aspect the economic aspect yeah it's important for for people to have access to that and uh, history books in Libya must be more informative mm-hmm. and, more detailed and uh, you know to give uh, a sense to to young to the young generation on what has been happening yeah for a long time completely
0: agree for someone who's listening right now and this person maybe wants to be inspired to become a blogger what would you, what would the advice would you give a new writer or slash blogger? If you can give them an advice, what would it be?
1: Mm, uh, an advice. I don't know if I'm good with advice, but... Well, something uh, that your
0: experience, that advice, someone, advi- you know, advised you and it affect, and it made you who you are. Yeah, how, I, how think I,
1: I, would, uh, I think I would, I think I would, I would, if someone... Uh, is starting I think starting a blog or they're doubting the the journey I would advise them to keep going and to take it easy Mm -hmm. I think this is the best thing do not rush anything do not and most importantly don't think about number of views I think this is the most important thing because usually people think about the number of views Mm -hmm. that they obsess uh, about this concept to an extent that they forget yeah uh, you know they they forget the blogging itself so I Mm -hmm. think my advice would be uh, focus on your writing and how you develop as a writer Mm -hmm. and don't worry about views they will uh, come later yeah, I, I, that's because people
0: these days is the algorithm. The algorithm is now the huge problem these days. Like, exactly, no how- like
1: people would be like, and I, some, I, I went through that, I think, uh, especially when I moved to the site, mm-hmm. the current website. In the beginning, um, I was a bit uh, doubtful because I already uh, have a good number of views after three years of blogging on mm-hmm. my former blog. Yeah. So starting the website means that I have to start from scratch. So I was a bit in the beginning hesitant about, oh my God, I have to start again. Uh, I don't know if I will have the same number of, of views. What if, it, you know, it's not going to get anything. And I started to think about the, uh, you know, the number, the with numbers more. Mm-hmm. And it, it was a bit um, irritating in the mm-hmm. beginning, but then I just forgot forgot about the idea and I wanted to and I remembered um, again why I started uh, writing or blogging Mm -hmm. so I think as you said they just have to stop stressing or worrying about um, the algorithm and if they will you know appear first uh, through the search um, engine so yeah just write and enjoy the process and develop as a writer and don't worry about the number of views
0: that's it people don't remember do- num- the number of views is nothing just do the quality of the content that you're interested about and that's enough that makes exactly happy. like the yeah. views
1: will come the views will come later yeah
0: that's just how it wo- that's how it world how does how the work world uh work ugh, that's how the world works tongue twister there so sorry about
1: that <laughs> <laughs> no worries
0: so um now no, we're talking about, you know, the coming to an end about blogging. Name some of the bloggers whom you look up to. Who are the bloggers you look up to? And why did, like, how you are a blogger today?
1: Okay, so uh, I would say uh, I have, uh, I had a friend when I first started. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's a blogger. hmm and uh he was super supportive when i first started and uh, honestly i i i still admire his uh his platform mm-hmm. uh, his name is uh, Muad okay. uh i think the his i heard uh, of him i do have yeah. heard of that name yes yeah uh, he's one of the early uh bloggers that um that I that I followed and now he has like his own website uh, too and um, and his um, his writings are very special I mean both in Arabic and English I've always uh, envied him because he can write in both I can only write in English but I'm not yeah English is, the only,
0: English is easier because it's more expressive Arabic because it's just another Arabic it's language a, it's in general a, is another world
1: exactly it's it's another world so it's not uh it's not easy for me, but I've always um, I've always admired um, admired his his writing. So he's he's one of the early um, bloggers that I that I followed, and I learned a lot from him. And he mm-hmm. used to give me a lot of um, feedback and and also uh, you know uh, notes. And mm-hmm. also another uh, blogger on Medium. Mm-hmm. Her name is uh, Yasmin Jirbi. Okay. So, uh, I love her style because it's very, very unique. She has this um, way of linking emotions uh, and depth to whatever topic she she writes about. Uh, she writes about um a lot i a lot of general topics she would you know, she wrote about justice, also. Mm-hmm. Uh, emotional awareness, acceptance, and so on. So always the topics um, she uh, writes about
0: Mm -hmm. are always
1: very um, deep and they always have this, uh, uh, you know, depth angle linked Mm -hmm. to them. So I would say these two, um, there's also uh, this Facebook page. It's a community of writers called Fasila.
0: So I follow them as well.
1: Uh, There is another writer. Her name is Noha, uh, but she writes for Fasila. But I follow mainly her her writing because she writes in English and Mm -hmm. her style is very unique. So
0: Mm -hmm. her name is
1: Noha uh, Diddish, I'm not sure about the last name, but I think, but yeah, Noha Diddish and she Mm -hmm. writes for Fasila. So this is another platform, but these are the names that that I have in mind and honestly, uh, I follow their work. Well, I I would love to if
0: you can actually uh, you know hit me up with them. Um, I probably yeah, I can do... uh, I can
1: send you their uh, the links to their mm-hmm. uh, mediums and you can uh, you yeah, can take I it would like
0: it. to do an interview with them. I want to see from uh, their you know perspective because every blogger is different. You know, I want to hear from their side. So, yeah, um, if you can hit me up with them, that yeah, would be sure, cool, sure. um. So, I, now we're done with the blogging questions and everything. Let's talk about a bit your life is like. So, for example, if I say you work and you're a blogger, and how do you balance your life? How does it work? Is it just you have you blog on the weekend or you work on the weekdays? Or uh, just depends.
1: Okay. Yeah. I think it depends for me uh, because I started uh Blogging, uh, I think, uh, yeah, two years before I left uh, Libya. Mm-hmm. So at that time, I was still new, and even I don't have the same face. Mm-hmm. uh But I was still, you know, developing and making uh, improvements. Yeah. So I remember because my life back home, uh, you know, is totally different to my life here in France. Yeah, in France, yeah. It is uh, so back home, uh, I remember that, and I think maybe i'm I'm still following the same sequence sequence if we're talking about writing and you know keeping a alive. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually uh, i I draft uh, either uh, after work mm-hmm. or um, in we- during weekends. so uh, so if I'm talking about uh, the time since I came here, I remember at that time I was still a student and uh, I was doing my master's back in 2018. Mm -hmm. So I remember that I would write, um, for example, if I have uh, a break and I don't have, uh, you know, tasks to do uh, between Mm -hmm. classes, I would take some time to write Mm -hmm. uh, or during weekends. I remember that like I would go to a a working space or a coffee shop to have, you know, um, a different set of vibe and um I would write but since last year you know with COVID I think mm-hmm. I started to write more because basically I, I especially last year I I didn't leave home uh, a lot I mean the yeah. times I left home they were basically when I had to move out twice but uh, but um but yeah usually it's after work uh, mm-hmm. Or let's say during the weekends or before I sleep. Or sometimes I would wake up early in the morning Mm -hmm. to write a little bit before I start working. So it's kind of all over the place.
0: I mean, like when you were talking about, you know, last year about quarantined and you stayed at home. Did you get more inspired to do more blogging ideas?
1: I think I had... uh, not only, I think, the inspiration, but I had the time mm-hmm. to, um, to look for, for more people. Because last year, I think I had a lot of interviews, like mm-hmm. too many interviews. I don't remember, but I know that I reached out to a lot of people and I scheduled a lot of interviews. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but I think last year, it was it, I did a lot of interviews, more than this year. This year, I'm trying to balance it out. Mm-hmm. but i think i was yeah i th- i was really inspired because i wrote uh, a lot in terms of uh, personal experiences for example uh, mm-hmm. i think during uh, the pandemic time last year i yeah. got the chance to um, to connect more with with myself and to to write uh, about things that that links to me directly rather mm-hmm. than only interviews so i had that you know, a mix of both. A mix of both. Because I always like hear stories
0: like quarantine changed people. Quarantine, like, for example, relationships improved or relationships became worse or I lost the motivation to work or I lost the, I had to create content, you know, because sometimes some bloggers, I read some stories that they just lost the inspiration to write things because quarantine just stuck them in one place exactly yeah
1: it has you know it could have you know quarantine had a positive and um, a negative impact Mm -hmm. exactly just
0: it's just a mix of both it's there were good new there's good things and there were bad things you know and like you you know it's a it's a combination of both so before we go um I do have some questions I do these questions with all of my you know, guests on the show. So you, I'm going to say two things and you have to choose one of them and you have to tell me why. Okay. So it's nothing blog related. So cats or dogs? Dogs. Why dogs? Because they're sweet. They're sweet. Okay. (laughs) They're sweet. Well, they are man's best friend. That's what they say. But I... They are that as well, but they're really sweet, honestly. Loyal. loyal that's the term loyal okay um
1: winter or summer winter why winter because i like uh cold weather uh God. and it's uh, for me it's calming uh hot weather it stresses me out uh i'm 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 the opposite of you i i <laughs> um i'm not summer i'm
0: so sorry no 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 it's okay everyone's different um in the summer, I get um, rashes on my mm, arms okay. because I'm allergic from the sun, apparently. And But my favorite is spring because it's not cold and it's not hot. It's a combination mm,
1: of both. Okay, yeah. This is, this is a good choice,
0: you know. No, so for me, I, I like spring. But winter's interesting. That's, a, that's the first time I heard someone who likes winter.
1: Yeah, Something, I do, you know? honestly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, coffee or tea? coffee coffee um okay we're gonna do a libyan food uh if you had to choose mm, button. Button, okay i call them the patty <laughs>
1: <laughs> wow <laughs> oh my god <laughs> the patty back but in the uh, day i called
0: them the patty and my mom was like button, patty. <laughs> exactly you can't just make sure you don't say this Oh no, not to Libyans, no. Oh, no, no, no. I know I, I made sure the correct word w- but, it was yeah, like. but
1: it but it's nice. I like <laughs> the term, honestly. Like I like creative
0: names. <laughs> creative names. Um, um coat or jacket? Um jacket. Jacket, okay. So thank you for coming on to my episode and onto my show, Malak. Thank you so much. I had a lovely, lovely time. Having this amazing conversation.
1: Uh, well, really, all thanks to you. Uh, thank you for this opportunity to um, uh, share my side of the story when it comes to blogging, and mm-hmm. um, to you even like gave me the chance to to remember um, things from the the early stages uh, mm-hmm. of blogging, and yeah. it makes me appreciate this uh, this journey even more. So, all thanks to you for this chance and I hope people uh, enjoy this episode as much as I enjoyed our talk
0: oh I hope so they do so I want to say thank you so much again Melak. I had a lovely time having a conversation with you guys just I want to before I go where were where would our listeners go to your blog can you tell us your blog
1: yes it's www.libyanwander.com So you heard that people, I will put
0: that in the description below on the podcast. So you don't so you can go check it out yourself. So again, guys, subscribe to my podcast, listen, share it out with your friends who's into podcasting. And thank you guys. And I hope you guys have a great day. Bye guys.